Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast to show where two former roommates and they were roommates. talk about a new movie every week. But this week on the show, we're making movies. Hey, oh. it's time to make some movies. And you know what? Listen, Cody and I, we're not the most creative people. So we needed a little bit of help to produce some films. And in the modern digital age, where do you turn? Artificial intelligence, obviously. This is not about the uh, two thousand what two thousand one Cody. What year did that movie come out? Yeah, two thousand AI. It is not a uh, a story of Haley Joe Haley, jo- Haley Joe Osment. You said uh, you said he reminds you of Macaulay Culkin, which is confusing. Very just because he's a child. Uh, this is not the Jude Law, William Hurt, Brendan Gleeson, uh, two thousand one sci fi drama AI. Of course written and directed by the Spielberg man himself. This is a whole new thing. This is modern AI. This is real shit. We're making movies. So, as always, I'm your host, Corbin's Vocal, and I'm joined by my co-host, who hey. may or may not be a robot, Cody Webb. Cody, how are we doing? I could be a robot. Uh, waited a long time for that intro, but appreciate it. We jumped the gun a little bit. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be a great episode. You definitely set the scene, I think, pretty perfectly there. Uh, you know, what this is by far our best guess I think we can get. So bringing the AI, you know, caps up to a new level here, but not excited about it. it. Should be fun. Yeah, I mean, this is May Mania as always. We're bringing in guests constantly, and the guest of this episode is uh, is AI. You know, it's funny. Um, this past weekend, I graduated from Purdue, and Mitch Daniels was giving you know his address or whatever, and the whole thing was about how like AI is going to take over the world, and it was. It was a little old manny, uh, maybe a little concerning, but I guess I took that to heart and I said, well, what can we do with AI in a positive way? And I, you know, make a podcast out of it, I guess is the answer. You were inspired by that speech. Yeah. You know, I guess, I guess maybe you could say <laughs> there was some inspiration, uh, something, Wait, something. Yeah. Yeah. He inspired me to do something. Coming in uh, clutch for your, uh, podcast ideas. I love it, dude. Okay. Yeah, what absolutely. Else did you ask for a president. Honestly? If I got anything out of the president of my university, it was that uh, <laughs> he gave me a podcast idea. So, shout out Mitch Daniels. Uh, maybe he'll come on the pod sometime. Oh, I think he would come on easily. Honestly, I mean, yeah, he's a big fan. I've actually heard um, a couple times that uh, he shouted us out. So, come on down, Mitch. We're ready. So, uh, before we explain what we're doing here, it is May Mania. We have to recommend an old episode. Cody, what episode, what episode are we recommending? Well, that's tough. Actually, I was listening to some the other day. I listened to the Holes episode, but I also listened to one of my favorite ones, and that was the Fast Five episode. Oh. I think that was a good one. From season one, I think, you know, near the end of half of that, I think that's <clears> some pretty season, good episodes. Season one, episode nine, Fast Five. Yeah, that's a good one. That's my rec for this week. Yeah, go check it out. Um not the uh, last time we'll probably ever do a Fast and Furious movie on this podcast. Uh, oh, probably, God. probably I and one in the future. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really don't want to do that. But all right, tough. <laughs> There's been a tumultuous uh, production and filming for that movie. Uh, I'm sure, there's a ton to talk about. I mean, the Fast and Furious franchise doesn't get any better than that. So here's the idea. Here's what we're doing today. So. <laughs> Essentially, Cody and I, it's a little bit of a cap 
is going from just a podcasting uh, operation to a movie studio, basically. Yep. And our goal is to have two movies that we want to produce and make at the end of this podcast. So Cody and I are going to uh, separate for a little bit. We're going to go and do our own thing. We're going to make a movie. We're going to come back and pitch it to each other. The other one is going to kind of grill them. You know, we're a business par- partnership. We're a creative partnership. We want to, you know, get the best out of each other. We want to make sure that we're making something that's uh, the best possible product. Listen, we don't have original ideas. So we're, we have this website, uh, boardhumans.com slash movie underscore plots dot PHP that when you go to it, it gives you three random movie like generated plots from an artificial intelligence. We get three choices. We are going to pick one of those three and then we are going to build our movie around that. So to do that, uh, first, we're going to pick a genre, uh, kind of flush out the plot a little bit, pick a setting, decide where we would want to film it, uh, cast the movie or at least our top three build cast. So a main character and two supporting uh, unless the plot of the movie requires us to have less or more people for some reason. Uh, We're going to decide who's going to actually write the movie. We're going to hire a screenwriter. We're going to hire a director to direct the movie. We're going to pick where the movie gets released because we have a ton of power. This is cap studios. We get to decide, uh, you know, were we going to do the full theatrical run? Are we going to Apple TV plus there's so many options in the modern world. Uh, Maybe we'll just post it on YouTube. Uh, Who knows? And then uh, we'll give a couple examples of kind of the movie, you know, inspiration or mood, kind of a mood board for what we want to see. So, you know, in the Batman, they said it was Chinatown and seven and, you know, in in the Winter Soldier, it was all these old spy movies. So when we make our ridiculous movie, what, you know, are we going to relate it to Citizen Kane or Taxi Driver or or who knows? Uh, it's, It's hard to say. And then uh, finally, if there's just anything additional that we want to share, if there's like a symbolism or a motif or a theme or a color that we really want to be uh, prevalent throughout the movie, we'll share that. And then it's kind of opens the floor to questions. So one of us will present first, you know, Cody will present. Then it kind of opens the floor to me of, hey, I'm going to grill you. Is this movie going to work? Let me poke some holes in it. Uh, Because at the end of the day, we're just trying to make something that's amazing. So should be an interesting episode to listen to. I hope we can come up with something that's... uh, funny and is a good time and we can have a wild uh little uh discussion about movies that we want to make i agree no well said first off and um yeah i think just the general thing is you want to get a, a sense of what our movie's going to be it's not the finished product obviously it's gonna be 10 minutes worth so uh no crazy expectations but i think at the end as well we should definitely do a poll and and see which movie like the which people, people would rather watch well. yeah, yeah. I think, I think we can make it a little bit of a friendly competition as well. Uh, but any help that we provide, you know, if you come in and you say, Hey, I want to cast uh, Dave Batista as the, the lead hey, in my hey. role. And I, and I say to you, well, Cody, I think, you know, uh, Mahershala Ali might be the move and you go, damn, that's actually a really great thought. You know, there's, there's a chance to change. It's not finalized, right? right. We, we're helping each other, but it's also a competition. Uh, the last thing, and uh, maybe I didn't quite hit this, so we're going to break up and we're getting, we're setting a timer. So yeah. we're saying 10 minutes, we have 10 minutes to, to figure this out. So I think that's kind of the other thing that makes oh, it all. It was more like 18. It's not, you know, we get to prepare for this for a couple of days. We're thinking about it. We're brainstorming. Like you're, we're about to get our plot here in about this is 30 it. seconds yeah. and it, it's go time. You better come up with something real fast. <laughs> Cause if not, yeah. Going to be out of time like that, but. That's, I think that's what will make it more interesting because it's just off the cuff, but yeah. So uh, why don't we go ahead and get into it? Uh, We're going to cut to little individual recordings. 
Um, they might be pretty short. It's probably not going to be the full 10 minutes, but we might share some of our thoughts as we're crafting these ideas for each other. And then we'll, uh, you'll listen to that and then we'll come back and we'll uh, present our ideas. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, hi. Now you'll listen to an edited version of an audio recording that I made while making this movie. All right, it's Corbin here. I just opened up the uh, movie plot generator, and uh, I'm going to look at my three plots. We have number 748, a young woman from a rich English family moves to a remote village for a quiet life, but when she learns she's pregnant, she loses everything that keeps her from taking care of the baby, and she's forced to leave her village to live on a remote island alone. The village inhabitants have a new attitude and a sense of community. That sounds very creepy. I could see like uh, Robert Eggers doing like The Witch with Anya Taylor Joy, maybe like an A twenty four horror movie, very similar to this. Um, not sure if I want to go with that though. An elderly man who is on the payroll of a local gang is hired to look after his father, who has just returned from his last tour, so he can. T- so that's see that's a little strange because it's an elderly man. And his dad just got back from tour. That seems like tour in the military, but maybe I could adjust this to be, to be like son. His son returns. A couple's attempt to take advantage of their new bride's desperate and mysterious condition after being duped by a man at a restaurant. Now that's got like no plot to it. So to be entirely honest, I'm going to go with the second one. And it's, set, it's, it's movie plot n- number 404. An elderly man who is on the payroll of a local gang, is hired to look after his father, who has just returned from his last tour, so he can continue his father's business activities. So I'm just going to change the beginning elderly man. So I'm going to change an elderly man who's on the payroll of a local gang is hired to look after... (laughs) I just looked over at Cody's face, and uh, he's really spinning a tail for you guys right now. I appreciate that. I'm struggling with, I, I want to use this, but I, I do need to change it. Um, I'm kind of been just been sitting here thinking of like what, how to work, change the wording of this. Maybe it's hired to look after his uncle. An elderly man who's on the payroll of a local game is hired to look after his brother who's just returned. His younger brother who just returned from his last tour in Iraq, in Afghanistan. Younger stepbrother. So this is going to be like a younger stepbrother set in the city of Boston. Comes back. So this is great. Um, I'm thinking set in Boston for sure. The genre, I'm thinking kind of like crime thriller comedy is, is genre. Um, okay, so setting. It's going to be set in Boston. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up, have they ever set a movie in Boston but not filmed in Boston? I'm sure it's been done, but I've, I feel like... I got to film in Boston. So we're going to film in Boston and set in Boston. I think it would be really funny to be like, I'm filming in Toronto, but this is like a Boston movie. Um, because clearly I'm going to, I'm going to put Robert De Niro, which is funny because he's not really a, a Boston guy. Um, but he's going to be the, he's going to be the old guy. That's kind of up in the game. His younger brother is going to be Michael B. Jordan, his stepbrother. Which I know is see that I'm getting kind of like the wrong city people to end up in Boston, but I think that's kind of why it works out because I want this to be like a a, a movie set in Boston, 
but it's about like it, like the ideas of like immigrants or like aliens and foreigners i want it to feel like against the city and you know against the archetype who makes movies like this anymore because it's like an adult crime thriller you know i'm i'm thinking i'm gonna say give example the town just because i think that's best captures the city in the way that i want it to like really dirty i think the the departed might better to be honest the departed does it better with like cops but i think the town does it better with like the low life type people what are some other movies sent about the social network of course oh mystic river there, there's a classic um it's a classic boston movie manchester by the sea um yeah i mean i think in terms of movies set in boston I guess I'm seeing that there's probably some, like, Gran Torino-type similarities here. The thing about Gran Torino is, like, it's a movie about, like, race and accepting race. Um, but then, like, Clint Eastwood was super racist during the most of its filming. Even though, and he was the director and the, the right, like, the main guy. Clint Eastwood directing this movie. That would be interesting. So the young stepbrother is Michael B. Jordan. Maybe it's, like, a nephew. Ooh. That's... So I'm going back and I'm going to change it to nephew. So it's going to be like he's coming. So in the original thing, it says he's returned from his last tour in Afghanistan to continue his father's business activities. So maybe it's like uh, Michael B. Jordan went and left. His father died. He's coming back to like take over his business that, you know, Robert De Niro has been running for him in lieu of him. They kind of, but he's been working with the gang. And Michael B. Jordan doesn't want to be involved in that, essentially, is probably... I definitely want a female character in here. Um, I think three as a cast is kind of small. Um, but I don't want to just like be like a love interest. But it, we could do like a little bit of a Romeo and Juliet, where she's like a kind of a, a part of the game. Gang. You know, it's kind of... I'm kind of doing, like, the sister of Dom thing, like, the Mia Toretto thing right now um, a little bit. I kind of see that's kind of what's happening for that character. And I don't know if I, that's not really what I want either. Like, maybe it's a, you know, you find out at the end that she, she's been running it the whole time. But you don't know that because it's, like, a, a masked figure. So, you know, I feel like I should move this out of Boston, to be honest maybe it would make sense in a different city what's well, kind of like a funny city to like set a gang in or like a like minneapolis or something charlotte that could be interesting set a movie in charlotte north carolina i've heard good things about charlotte i don't want to i mean set it in indianapolis there's a no no portland yeah i don't know maybe mini i was saying it like Fresno, California. That'd be so funny. It's like the local street name. Minneapolis has four hundred thousand people. Minneapolis is that small, much smaller than Indianapolis. That's crazy, actually. Yeah, Minneapolis. Screw it. It's not the capital because that's St. Paul. It's the Twin City, Minneapolis. It's the harsher side, right? I don't know if that's actually true, um, but it's going to be set in Minneapolis, which is probably Minnesota. I don't know about their union laws. I'm going to say we're going to film in. Toronto, Vancouver, because a lot of people film there, and I feel like it's probably not that different from Minneapolis. We're going to film in Vancouver. Dude gets back from his tour in Afghanistan. Michael B. wants to do good. Good. His uncle is on the payroll. What's the resolution? 
big gunfight final scene that's technically been time but yeah i'm just coming up with character names at this point it's uh i'm pretty much done give me like two minutes okay Mm. (laughs) i'm terrible coming up with names bro all right, so I hit time. I kind of got caught up in the whole plot of this thing, so I really got to get going on it. I need to pick a screenwriter and a director. You know, I was saying Michelle Rodriguez earlier, I think. Um, Fast and Furious. Maybe Michelle Rodriguez is not a bad idea. All right, so I don't... I actually feel really unconfident. Ah, fuck, who's going to release this? I mean, this has got to be a theatrical. It's got to be a theatrical release, Warner Brothers. I need to find a screenwriter. Oh, you know, actually, who I do want to write this movie? David Ayer. Which is funny because I think he's a bad writer director, but I actually think as a writer he can he can be really good. So ah, this is bad. Okay. Now you'll listen to an edited version of an audio recording that Cody made while making this movie. This can be a fun one. All right, we need to get right into this. Okay, so this movie plot generator it gives you three options. Look at the relationship between a poor farmer and an Amer- and an African refugee in the early nineties. How to fall in love. That's boring. A man's life is in danger. While looking for his next girlfriend, he encounters a criminal. Okay, the other one the British are three men who have become an undercover team. The group of men led by young and and then Captain Jack Cooper are terrorizing the town with high tech snipers. Their main target is a soldier who happens to be a woman. Jack, on the other hand, is a young and seeming isn't man. He's very well adjusted and has good grasp on his surroundings and even manages to avoid being shot in the head by one of his neighbors. It all seems to be for naught. What? Oh, man, this is chalked. Okay, I'm going to go with a man's life is in danger. While looking for his next girlfriend, he encounters a criminal. I've wasted a lot of time doing that, too, so that's not good. Okay, who do I want? What do I want to inspire this? I'll start with that. A man's life is in danger. Looking for his next girlfriend. Sort of uh, a bit of a rom-com I'm thinking here. But then it goes deep into action. Gerard Butler rom-com. Okay, we got the ugly truth. We've got the Born Identity. And then we got Casino Royale. So we're going a little bit James Bond, a little bit Born. But with that rom-com more of a factor, I think, here. Okay, I like that. So this guy's he's in some serious danger here. I kind of like Mission Impossible actually more than James Bond. Let's switch that out because it's not completely clashing. So let's go Fallout, Mission Impossible. Good movie. Just want Henry, Henry Cavill. So those are our three movies. A rom-com, Mission Impossible, Born Identity movie. So, so quick hand-to-hand combat here. We want that. Those quick cut, uh, Born cuts. Mission Impossible as we want the team. That's what we want from there, the team. Big team, great cast. The Ugly Truth, that's where the rom-com comes in. That's, that's just straight up from the plot they gave me. So let's go over this again. A man's life is in danger. While looking for his next girlfriend, he encountered a criminal. So he's in danger, but he's looking for a girlfriend. Who's my lead? Who is my lead? I said Henry Cavill. I think he'd be a great uh, James Bond here. So I'm going to go with him. He keeps the mustache, obviously. He keeps cocking his fucking fists. I mean, that's if that's not a good James Bond, I don't know. I like Idris Elba a lot, too, to be fair. Let's just stick him in this cast. So Idris Elba is going to be his boss. Idris Elba. I would say his name wrong, too. Is it Alba? Elba? I don't know. He's the boss. Give me a, a Mark, uh, a Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg impression from The Departed. So he's just a real dick. Give me the, you know, give me the Boston accent, too. Why not? Okay, so Idris Elba is his boss. Who's his girlfriend? This is a big cast here. I like Emily Blunt. I like Rebecca Ferguson, but that's too much Mission Impossible. 
I could say Amy Adams. Amy Adams is one of my all-time favorite actresses, if you, if you listen to that episode. Margot Robbie, that's a great cast, always. I'm going to, you know what? I, I just thought of something else. I'm going to go with Ana de Armas. I think she is a superstar. Very excited for the Marilyn Monroe movie. And she's a badass. I mean, she, well, she was just in the Bond movie. So I guess I just fucking, I typecasted her. I don't care. We can maybe change that because I forgot she's in that. Typecast. She's really good in War Dogs, though. Bring that up. Okay, director. Who do I want? A man's life is in danger. So we want the intensity, but he needs to be able to do action as well. And rom-com. You know, I could be just Marvel biased here, but I think the Russo brothers might be able to pull that off. And, I mean, the Winter Soldier, obviously, for that, Born. They have a little rom-com in them. They did a lot of sitcom stuff. And they're great with teams. Civil War, one of my favorite MCU movies. So, kind of makes sense, even though, like, a Marvel bias. Okay, screenwriter. Who's writing this movie? I'm just going to go with Sorkin. Why not, dude? If you're not picking Sorkin, I mean, what are you doing? Okay, where release? Fucking everywhere, bro. Who's producing this? I guess Disney could. <laughs> We're going to the mouse. I want, you know, it might be a little bit too violent for Disney, though. So they might stick it in, you know, one of the lower divisions they bought off, like Vogue. We'll give it to the mouse. Okay, we need character names. You forgot about that. Where's the setting as well? That's pretty important stuff here. So we've got mostly British and actors and stuff. Let's just make it in the U.S., though. What city do we want it in? Could go London. Okay. <laughs> Again, I'm going against what I said. How about a British? Yeah, but they have that already. <laughs> I keep forgetting James Bond exists out here. Okay, I think we have a little bit of time here. You could go Moscow, but that's that, the accents will be bad. It's just everywhere, but let's just have it be in Boston. We can't do Boston. L.A., not really. It's not a big West Coast city. What about, like, Portland? That's such a cool city to film in as well. Portland, we film there, too. So it, there's going to be rain. <laughs> The Batman vibes. Seven vibes. Uh, ending where they kiss in the ring. I mean, beautiful stuff there. I guess this doesn't even really describe a spy movie that I'm thinking about. it. A man's life's in danger while looking for his next girlfriend. He encounters a criminal. That's not really what I'm making here. I'm making a spy movie. Okay, so his life's in danger while he's looking for his next girlfriend. He encounters a criminal. How does he meet his girlfriend? We're just going back to plot here. So he's in danger. So he's being hunted because he's a spy. Okay, there you go. Hunted because he's a super spy. Where is it? And he's looking for his girlfriend. He wants to settle down, basically. To save the world. <laughs> yes. He has to. He says. <laughs> no, he gets an ultimatum from his old boss who he double crossed. If he can find. If he can find a wife in what like th four months three months how about that then he will let him go because he has no heart so he's on the prowl basically and he meets uh Ana de Armas just on the run straight up because he doesn't believe it what's what's Ana de Armas hmm she'd be like an MMA fight or something what's something where she could kick some ass low-key but it's like not she like kickboxes on the side or she's just a straight-up vigilante. I think I like that more, actually. What What if she just, you know... Let's make this comic book. It's the fucking Russo brothers. Who is she? She's not like a black widow that's boring. Like a Mockingjay type? 
she's sort of like that, like Bobby from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. He encounters a criminal. Who's the criminal? Oh, it's Idris Elba, who is his boss. <laughs> I set that up and I didn't even think about it. Idris Elba's the bad guy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Idris Elba, he comes in and just messes stuff up. Same character from Hobbs and Shaw. He's Black Superman. So, he, so we're set on plot. Superman. So this genre, it's like comic booky, uh, hand-to-hand combat, rom-com. So maybe we should get rid of... Yeah, we need to get rid of uh, Mission Impossible because we don't really have a team. So what comic book movie does this kind of remind you of? Like Shang-Chi a little bit. What about like The Crow for the cinematography too? Sort of like a dark, a darker shot movie. Not really similar tone because it's light. The Crow's pretty serious. But sort of that vibe. Sort of that supernatural comic book vibe at the time. Okay, I like that instead of Mission Impossible. Let's fire off some names here. Who is Henry Cavill playing? He's a super spy being hunted. What's his name? I think we go with a J here. I'm thinking Johnny. Maybe Jimmy. I like Johnny, though. Last name, Johnny Jeffers. No, that's bad. Johnny. Maybe not Johnny. <laughs> this is the hardest part. Just think of a random name. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, mine is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> mine is also not uh great i can say the timer was was a little bit hard honestly my biggest area of struggle was the plot and that yeah. like i hadn't really read like these choices didn't make sense like the three of them mm-hmm. so i kind of had to take one of them and then like change it a little bit to make it into something that was like coherent and then also try and build a story around that and it should be interesting was that kind of your feeling too or yeah 100 percent. i think one of the hardest parts was just figuring out which plot you want to go off of a little bit and what sort of movie you're going to get out of that. Um, I struggled off that at the beginning. And um, yeah, I mean, I didn't even really follow the plot that much that they gave me. If I'm being really honest. But uh, I changed yeah. some, some pivotal words around. Um, I, <laughs> I kind of explained it in my, my mm-hmm. voiceover. So you'll, you'll hear that there kind of what options we had and then uh, maybe some changes we made. But let's just get into the whole presentation of it all. Let's do it. Oh, like- you know what we didn't do is I didn't pick a title for this film. <laughs> oh, I did not either. Okay. Uh, how about we'll name it together? That'll be our. Okay. okay. First things first, this is a, a crime comedy thriller is, is like the genre, I would say. Okay. Uh, comedy thriller, comedy crime, you know, whatever. Um. So here's the the plot that was kind of written and then I changed. So an elderly man who is on the payroll of a local gang is hired to look after his young nephew who has just returned from his last tour in Afghanistan so that he can take over his father's business activity. So essentially what happened here is that you have this older guy who owned a business with his brother or, or helped his brother with a business the son of the brother is this kid that's off in Afghanistan fighting. The dad okay. dies while he's fighting in the war. So mm-hmm. the uncle's been running the business and has gotten yeah. into some shady stuff with a local gang. And the kid's back now because he's going to take it over. It's his rightful business. It's his father's business. And <laughs> the gang, there. the gang is not happy about this. They know he's a, he's a good, he's a straight laced guy. He's a military guy. 
he's going to come in and he's going to not like what's happening. So they, they pay the old guy some more money to be like, Hey, you look after him and make sure, you know, things don't go, go South or he doesn't, you know, he stops working with us or, you know, something goes wrong. <laughs> uh, admittedly, you know, what? there is a love interest that comes into play. Of course. Um, and, and spoiler alert, she's also the leader of the gang. So uh, um, he falls in love with this girl that he does not know is the leader of the gang. Uh, she goes by the jewel and she wears a mask. So it's kind of like West Side Story. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a little Romeo and Juliet. If you want to <laughs> take it back to the source, it's a little like West Side Story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, okay. if you listen to my notes, I said, you know, we get a little Romeo and Juliet action in there, but he's not a part of the gang in the sense he, but she is the bad guy and he falls in love with her. And then you have that, you know, realization maybe three quarters of the movie where he realizes that she, she's the one that, you know, has been causing him all these problems and is going against him. Um, in the end, you know, it ends in a big, you know, final fight scene where he has to uh, kill her, kills the women he loves. He fences her to death. Jesus, this is a dark movie. <laughs> Well, there's they, like I mean, so the, the th- yeah yeah so it's gonna be rated R. the thing is like the gang is really bad like they're into some bad stuff they're mm-hmm. they're not you know he finds out they're killing puppies or something or they're doing dog fighting like i don't know it's it's you don't like him you're you're okay that he's he's taking this stand it it takes a very stupid turn i would say about halfway through mm-hmm. um it's very it's not very violent or or graphic in the main character, like you don't really see a lot of action, I guess is what I would say in the first half. I would say there's okay. some flashbacks, some military little, flashbacks that might happen. Off the bat here. Um, and you might see some like violence from the gang, but it's not like big action set pieces until that second half when he's like a turn happens and he's like, I'm fucking taking this shit down myself. Okay. So the first half, it's like intimidating violence a little bit, you know, they're yeah, shaking yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. down. They're breaking they're... hands. It's like the departed, yeah. they're smacking, you know, um, and you're probably wondering where this is set, right? I would like to know that for sure. Yeah. Obviously, it's it's set in the it's set in Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, <laughs> which is like so. so the but thing is like choice. because it's like a. I feel like if you go to like a big city, you like run the risk of like, like there's kind of already like some gang violence and like there's there's things and there's people and you know especially like I, I was originally going to set this in Boston. But then it's like there's a lot of like racial and cultural stuff that like goes back to a lot of the gangs. And I just kind of like wanted to completely avoid that. So I just picked like a random like mid-level, like a city that's populous in its state, but isn't really that populous in general. Like there's crime in Minneapolis, I'm sure, but I'm it's probably not on a level. I also like this idea of being like it's, you know, St. Paul in Minneapolis. It's like a a twin city you know maybe the dark stuff happens in Minneapolis. i don't know if that's true i didn't do any research maybe it's the other way around but uh yeah, like okay, my idea is that what if you said it in florida dude what are you saying like miami That'd you be know nasty. that could be fun and i think that might that probably makes a lot more sense for yeah. <laughs> the rest of what's about to happen uh but the big thing is i wanted to film in vancouver so i don't know you know miami so it's, it's just gonna be winter that's it well i guess we could make that happen um but here, here's my cast. So first of all, you got the you got the old man who at the beginning of the film you think is maybe the main character, and then it transitions away from a little bit. Old old guy actors. I mean, it doesn't probably get any better than Robert De Niro, right? So yeah, that's the obvious choice. Little gang activity. Give, give me uh, give me Bobby D, and uh, he's gonna play a character named Frank. <laughs> yeah, 
And then also, his, I, I just realized, isn't this movie kind of like The Godfather? Never seen it, so couldn't tell you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Keep going. I can't steal what, from something I've never seen. So, what's Frank's last name? Uh, Darabon. For Frank Darabon. Okay, is that, okay. <laughs> is that taken? I think so. Yeah. Darn. <laughs> the director of <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I know Frank Darabon. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't pick last names because it's not it's not about okay. your family name. Uh his nephew is gonna be played. Are you ready for this? Take right. guess. Just guess. Timothy Chalamet. Michael B. Jordan. Okay, that's good. I like that casting. Yeah. And then uh the jewel, also known as Michelle. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Michael B. Jordan's name is just gonna be Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and uh play playing Michelle is Michelle Rodriguez. So Oh, you lost me. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez in a serious movie the problem is like this role you, you need a little bit of an action star and you know Angelina Jolie it was Zazzy Beats bro ah see this is why this That's is where collaboration joke. this is where collaboration comes in Zazzy Beats there you go Michelle Rodriguez is kind of she's getting old isn't she a well bit? you know I was saying that but I looked up she's only 43 like I still feel like that oh is. only 43 no That's like I old. think no, I, like I thought she was gonna be in her fifties, and I was like, yeah, I probably really? can't use her. But I think being like forty three, she can play a little bit younger. She can fit into this role. And the the idea, she doesn't need to be some young, you know, thing. Like my idea is, I mean, Michael B. Jordan, he's old. He's in his thirties. Yeah, I'd say she's a little bit older, but I mean that works. I mean, yeah, he's older, but that's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We can do it. Like, we, who says that we need a uh, Michael Jordan's thirty five, so she's like seven years older. He's he's gonna be, you know, maybe not back from a tour in Afghanistan, but like. He, he's a he's a higher level in the military or something i we'll fit we'll figure it out how to he's make a sergeant <laughs> yeah sure i i, I don't know he can um, train the guys who are going to war this movie is going to be written by david Ayer and directed by know. justin lynn i like that it's got to so be a theater. Really going for fast and furious vibes here then if you're throwing justin lynn in yeah yeah, yeah. well you know i some some he, maybe he works well with michelle rodriguez too this well is that, that's the thing i was kind of before <laughs> i wanted to put the the female love interest kind of at, in the bad guy role. And then mm-hmm. I kind of thought about it and I was like, Oh, am I just doing, cause I was going to do like the sister and I was like, Oh, I'm just doing fast and furious. Yeah. Um, and I was like, so she's going to be the leader of the gang instead. Um, so but is, then Michelle, is this a serious movie or no? Cause you have Justin Lin directing it, but it's I mean, it's like, a, it's a comedy. Uh, is it a comedy? Comedy okay. thriller. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't get genre. that from the plot at all. I think <laughs> I just said that. The plot uh, was intense. Sorry. Michael B. Jordan has a wise cracking parrot that he carries around like, is that what you want like i don't know i'd probably say no the parrot he's animated it's like an animated wisecracking parrot there was no like that only he can see and it's like a, it's like it's block. a conversation on like ptsd and it's actually really sad yeah exactly that's that's what i was thinking like this is an intense sad movie you can bring so many aspects with the war as well but. the prop the the biggest problem is when i came back and i was like hey i need a couple more minutes and the timer had already gone off i hadn't <laughs> yeah. picked it i hadn't picked a screenwriter i hadn't picked a director uh, I still needed to cast my third woman. <laughs> so, so you can like, see where all these things came. <laughs> okay, I, I get that. That, so, that makes more sense. Given some more, okay, let, let's work this out then as a team. Who, <laughs> you, you like the David Ayer, David Ayer. I mean, that's a serious yeah. writer. Yeah, uh, David Ayer's good. He's, he's had his ups and downs in his career, but I, I love like Into Watch and, um, you know, obviously Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad is und, undefeated. <laughs> um, so who would be a better director? I don't want him to direct it. I think he's better when he's just a writer. Okay. 
Well, I need, I mean, you definitely need somebody more serious, I would think, even if it has a comedic underlying, which I think w- would work. But I don't know how Justin Lin qualifies for anything he said there. I almost thought, um, have you seen The Old Guard on Netflix? No. I was thinking maybe who directed that could be the person. Uh, what about Catherine Bigelow? So you got a little bit of the Hurt Locker, but she's also done Point Break. So that's it's true. Little, like, she, can, she can do the serious war stuff. I mean, that's basically that. Fast and Furious. So <laughs> there it is. Catherine <laughs> that's Bigelow. That's true. Uh, I like Point it. Break is Fast and Furious. There cool. we go. Catherine Bigelow. Okay, cool. That's fun. And we're going to do Zazie Beats as well. All right. Okay. Then, uh, like I said, yeah, it's got to have a theatrical release. I think it's a Warner Brothers film. Uh, maybe it shows up on HBO Max after the word. Um, here were my inspiration movies, and they kind of like I wrote them down as I like developed one idea of the plot, and then I kind of moved away from it, and I went to a different thing, and I wrote down a different movie. So maybe if you can comb- combine these three films together, uh, they they kind of get the vibes. Because something I didn't touch on is I. I, I said I don't want it to be like race or ethnically based, but I think there definitely is like a conversation or a moment to be had there where like you have Robert De Niro as like this white old uncle and then like his brother married like a black woman and had like Michael B. Jordan and maybe it was like a point of contention in the family. And I definitely think there's an interesting conversation and, and something that could be included in here potentially um, with if done properly. And, you know, I don't know if David Ayer is really the right director for that probably. Um, Writer. But I mean, yeah, yeah. David Ayer is probably not the right writer for that. But um, I, I would suspect Michael B. Jordan is going to act as a producer on this film as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he could get some creative input in there possibly. Yeah, I think you're going for best picture here. Honestly, I think that it's a good mix. Uh, yeah. So sort of that Oscar baby stuff. But yeah. here here are my three inspiration movies. Yeah. yeah. So, well, the first one was going to be Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> but Justin Lin's gone. So we're going to replace that with Point Break. Okay. Nice. Because that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, and then Gran Torino, because it's kind of like the okay. old guy with the younger and there's some race stuff there. Uh, I did yeah. talk. I, talk, I talked about the fact that and it's also like old, old guy who was uh, like a, a legend of their time kind of coming in and doing a thing with uh, some younger people. You, you get a little bit of a war story there as well. It's about an older veteran yeah. kind of connecting with people. It's, it's obviously different, but um, there's some ideas. Some more, and themes. Some vibes. Should have gone with the mule instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I almost put Clint Eastwood in this, but the problem is that even when he directed Gran Torino, he was still being racist to the people, even though he was making a movie about not being racist. <laughs> so that, that that's a kind of a bad look. So, yeah. Um, and then the last one is to get the, the organized crime aspect i wanted to go sopranos and here's the reason is because the sopranos while it was a you know a dark show it highlighted the mafia a lot there's a couple things about it first of all it was very honest it was very raw about a lot of emotional stuff the whole plot of the show is based around the fact that tony soprano has an anxiety disorder and he's going to therapy for it and that's kind of the the catalyst point in the very first episode is him having a panic attack so first of all just like mental health and like there's an interesting discussion there with the Sopranos and like the way that fits into organized crime um, and like the people it affects. So I think that's really interesting and that like, kind of plays into this. And then, then the other thing is like, that's known to be like one of the realest examples of organized crime. So I want to create something that is like somewhat real and, you know, possible, not something completely fantastical. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm getting a little crazy with that, with the jewel and Minneapolis and, and all this stuff, but um I, I do still want something to be that's like seems really real and authentic. So the Sopranos is my third choice. Yeah. Nothing. Those are pretty good choices actually to, uh, 
you know, be inspired from. But um, do we want to try and name your movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, <laughs> what, what's the name? I think we should theme it something around crime in Minneapolis because there's no movie set in Minneapolis. <laughs> like the, the Twin City. How about just like Twin Crime? <laughs> well, there's no twins in the movie if there was a twin. Yeah, but it's a, it's a reference That's... to Twin City. A Tale of Two Cities. A Tale of the Twin City. That's kind of cool. Like, the thing is, like, with stories like this, I feel like the names always come from, like, so, like, in the movie, like, for example, Gran Torino is, like, named after the car that he's, like, obsessed with. So, like, yeah. I feel like this movie would just be named, like, whatever the name of the shop is. The flower shop. I feel it's a flower shop, so. Okay, just name it the flower shop. There you go. There you go. The flower shop. That's a good name. <laughs> Great name. All right. I think that was a pretty good pitch, actually, uh, all things considered. You helped, you helped me find it, I would say. So that's what this I is did. all about. I'll give myself a little bit of credit there. I'm not going to lie. Because Justin Lin's a terrible choice. <laughs> but uh, I like the plot a lot. Your plot's 10 times better than mine. So okay, let's I'll hear give it. you some props here. All right, we're going into mine. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, this is going to be bad. Here we go. So, so the plot, that I'll give you the little thread just straight up that they gave me that I used off the top. So this is the thread they said. A man's life is in danger. While looking for his next girlfriend, he encounters a criminal. So from this, this is my basic plot, except I've thrown in a big thing of it's a spy, like comic book movie genre, like team up almost. So the genre in general, yeah, it's like hand-to-hand combat, some spy stuff, a little bit comic booky, and it's also a rom-com. So I'm throwing together a lot of genres here. Um, it's give my plot, uh, it's a doozy. So basically... We start the movie on this one guy, the main main character played by uh, Henry Cavill, who I think is a, a great cast. He keeps the mustache. Mission Impossible. From, Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps the mustache from Mission Impossible. He also keeps cocking his fists like he does in Hell yeah. Mission Impossible. But basically, he's like any other character he does. He's like a super spy on the run. And basically, he's on the run because his boss – he just turned on him. It's like a spy organization. He turned on his boss, blah, blah, blah. It didn't work out. His boss is still in power. But basically the ultimatum, it's kind of a goofy start to the movie. His boss, they were like good friends. So his boss is like, all right, since we go way back, I'll give you an ultimatum. I know you're a dick. I know you have no heart. If you go out there and you find a wife in three months, then I'll let you live. So now we throw in a little, a little bit of the Santa Claus 2 vibes, if you've seen that movie. Yeah. Very, I was thinking we were going to go like where the Millers routes, like go down to Mexico <laughs> and get me 30 pounds of weed and drive them back up here and then we'll be chill. Yeah, that'd probably be good, but I don't want to rip off, uh, you know, where the Millers too much. So good movie. <laughs> That's good. Movie. Jennifer Hansen. But basically he says, okay, whatever. He just goes on the run. He doesn't believe this guy, obviously, because he's super spy and everything. And when he's on the run, he finally gets caught. Also, I didn't even mention the bad, bad guy boss. He's, he's played by Idris Elba. Um, and basically, I just want Idris doing like a Mark Wahlberg impression from The Departed. So <laughs> he's a complete dick. You know, we can keep it Boston, honestly, because that's really funny. Um, I was also maybe you can maybe help me out on this. I was thinking maybe like a South African Don Cheadle vibes from like Ocean's Eleven. I think either of those would definitely work. You don't uh, want him to do his uh, Baltimore, The Wire. <laughs> that would also be good um also uh, his character from the office is, you might as well just do that too just throw every character he's done that's been good in the past 
But I kind of like the Mark Wahlberg impression just because it's funny. But yeah, he's hunting him. Basically, he's about to catch him. But then the third lead comes in, and it's Ana de Armas. And hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, this is where it gets a little bit comic booky. So she comes in. She's basically just like a vigilante. Think of like this is like a Nightwing, like five years in, basically. Like she's not she's not Batman, but she's a fucking badass. So she comes in, saves his ass. You know, they fall in love, blah blah blah. They're on the run. You know, it's just great rom com action, a lot of hand to hand, quick cuts. Uh, and then you have a spy movie integrated in as well. So it's kind of clashing those two genres of comic bookie and spy, and then bringing it all in together at the end of a love story. But uh, my setting as well, I forgot to mention that. I'm going to Portland. Uh, you went for, you know, a bit of a smaller city. And I think Portland is a big city in the US that doesn't have a ton of movies in it, which kind of sucks. Obviously, you have like, uh, see, uh, I mean, I was going to say Sleepless in Seattle, but that's not in Portland. <laughs> Twilight, <laughs> Twilight's uh, yeah, whatever. in Washington. That, that, that's in that Forks, Washington. Um, you know, Portland is like, the only reason I didn't, I steered away from like that. First of all, it's just rainy and dreary there all exactly. the time, which can be good. It's also that's like exactly the whitest city in America. So Okay. Well, we got, you know, we're changing that with the cast. Anyway. But <laughs> tough, tough on Portland. Any Portland listeners, you just got sauce there. But uh, yeah, basically, it's going to be like a, a dreary sort of looking movie so it's going to be have a little bit of a darker like uh you know filmmaking set uh i'll get into that more on my inspirations but it's always going to be raining the big climax you know the kiss in the rain super you know cliche cliche and everything can't talk so but um yeah my characters forgot to give them their names so henry cavill he's playing joe you know the protagonist he's a little bit lonely on the run joe who <laughs> what's his last name uh his name's john what were you thinking it was joe john yeah <laughs> so joe john super spy it's basically like the new james bond code name joe john but uh you know, <laughs> we need to work kinda... on that. we gotta work on that <laughs> yeah probably but uh yeah he, he's like he's nearing the end of his career sort like of joe like... freeze Dude, that was terrible <laughs> he's sort of like it's gotta be cool like james bond like a super spy can't be some fucking stupid name. Um, but yeah, basically, he's looking to settle down. It's Whatever James Bond movie it is, I feel like it's all the Daniel Craig ones where he's like, oh, I'm finally going to, you know, settle down and marry a girl at the end, and then the next one, he gets thrown in somehow. Yeah, that's not what happens at the end of this one, but... Yeah, true. But, uh, and then um, Ana de Armas, she's playing Abby West. What about Joe Morgan? That's a no. It, that that name's been used before. It's a same Joe, famous Joe, baseball player. Joe Cooper. That's from Interstellar, bro. He's not gonna be Coop. <laughs> Joe. Joe Jones. <laughs> is that Joe John? All right, we're Joe here. Jones is better than Joe John. That's like uh, John is a John, first name. John who's, Jones Bones, though. That's too close. Whose <laughs> last name is John? cool people okay joe john mr that's... john if you gave him yeah. a different first name john would be okay <laughs> i like you can just call him jj maybe that's the title of the movie jj like richard um, yeah, that one's not if bad. you call him dick john <laughs> <laughs> no okay so abby westros that's the character's name for anadara moss you know she's sort a, of like a shout out to game of thrones it is westeros yeah and uh like i said she's been established like five years in but you know she's kind of looking for a way out too so they what's her like does she have a vigilante name yeah i don't know i didn't narrow that down it's sort of like she has a costume like a 
it's like a bird theme, like Mockingjay. Maybe That's something Portland themed. No, Portland's lame. Um, but I, I mean, the Mockingjay sort of like. I, have you seen Agents of Like Shield? what's a what's a bird and? Well, Mockingjay is the actual character in, in the MCU, so we probably couldn't use that. <laughs> What about like, like what's a, what's a bird that lives canary, in Portland? That's, that's what I'm saying. A bird that lives in Portland. What do they have like pelicans? I don't know. <laughs> she could be the woodpecker. <laughs> okay, I like that. She's got a little red red helmet thing going on. I dig. She it. like she punches people really fast in the face. <laughs> it's like her <laughs> that's thing. Pretty good too. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Idris Elba's name. It's gonna be Matt Domino. Um, there we Matt- go. See, that's a good name. <laughs> Matt for Matt Damon. I'll watch of that since it's Boston paced. And then Domino because it just sounds cool. And then I forgot to mention as well the directors and, and screenwriter. Super important. I think I actually for screenwriter, I'll start with that because it's a bad choice. I'm just gonna go with Sorkin. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're not picking Sorkin here, what are you doing? Now that I think about it, maybe like James Gunn. That's not bad for sort of this because he, he can do the little little comedy, little love stuff as well. It's kind of a specialty. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree that he could make a good version of this movie, but also I feel like a movie made by anyone else would be a better version than what I would than the James Gunn version. Like James okay. Gunn would make a really good version of this movie, sure, and it would yeah. probably like make a lot of money and it would be funny and like I just I think he's like like do you want it to be that humor, like that sense of humor? I'm kind of I'm kind of over that sense of humor <laughs> a little bit, and like the soundtrack, like the soundtrack would be so annoying for this. Uh, the soundtrack's it's non-existent here. It's not. This isn't Guardians. We have to think about it. But he did it for Suicide Squad too. He, yeah, but that's good. And like, too. I don't want the. He's too bright too. He's too colorful. I don't want this. I want this to be drab. You'd have to get. Well, that's why he's just writing it. He's not directing it. I guess that's fair. So we're going like Scooby Doo. Yeah. Okay. Sort of. So yeah, I mean Scooby Doo too. <laughs> haven't seen him is there a uh, scrappy dude character scrappy's a guy uh and then directing this i think is a good choice i'm going with the russo brothers uh, i was actually gonna say that for the writing i was like maybe yeah but i guess they don't done... they don't really write a ton of stuff so yeah well i mean they, they've done the sitcoms and then obviously they came in at the mcu so they can sort of do they can definitely do the comic book i feel like branching out a little bit and, and doing the spy as well would be cool for them something different and then they still have that comedy to to fall back on of course but just they're starting everything but yeah i think that would be a good team to to run this type of movie i think i pretty much covered everything right oh um i could talk about the movies that inspired me hold up i think i'm pretty relevant i wanted to talk about the russos real quick um i mean yeah i was just gonna say like i think the russos are a really good pick there like you said the sitcom stuff like i'm a i'm really a big fan of them uh for the stuff that they've done did they did like arrest development community for a really long time stuff that is what got them noticed and into the mcu uh and then they created some of the best stuff in the mcu i'm not as big of a fan of the captain america movies as everyone else is but it's generally seen as like the the better of the movies right the more appreciated ones and then obviously infinity war and Endgame are uh top tier stuff so um they would have had to try really hard to screw that up to be entirely honest and different directors maybe could have done something a little bit more interesting also i will say cherry which is their film following the mcu not something i'm a huge fan of personally just doesn't really work for me um 
Tom Holland's doing Tom Holland, and I, I think it's a terrible miscasting. But the the movie's just kind of too slow for me, and it it doesn't you know it drags on and it gets goes in weird places. Yeah, um, that's probably fair. I haven't seen that, but but I mean, I gotta defend. I could see them doing something with this if they do have something that's well written, which mm-hmm. is why, yeah, I don't know, maybe what's what do they do with the sorkin script that would be so interesting to me like what are the roses that is true that'd be a hell of a pairing and yeah probably because here's the thing i mean sorkin just needs to stop writing his movie or directing his movies yeah he he needs to go back you know get off the camera go back to the writer's room but uh you know i'm talking shit aaron sorkin but (laughs) in general i think the russos are are proven i i think you, you don't give the captain america movies enough credit i mean Winter Soldier. No, like they're they I just overrated at this point, but unbelievably good. And then fucking Civil Wars one, that's a top five Marvel movie really easily. So I'm big fans of them, obviously. Also, one little detail I forgot to mention, just throw this out. I just Idris Elba, whatever his name is. His character, he's basically the same character from Hobbs and Shaw that he played in that. So he's like black Superman, basically. Yeah. But uh yeah. He does some he does a weird accent in that too. I think maybe it's just yeah. his normal like American voice because that's also not his right. real accent. But uh, yeah, I, I back that. He, that is black, that's kind black, of uh, black Boston Superman. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. That's what we need. That's really what we're missing. That's I that's unfortunate. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, so the the uh, inspiration I'm taking from different movies to to create this uh, masterpiece. You know how they did like the Dark Knight, and it was like, oh, this is the Gotham where like Batman's in Chicago, and like it's the Chicago Gotham, right? And then they did like the the Batman, the Robert Pattinson one, and it's like a Londony New York Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, can we get the Metropolis that's like Boston and like <laughs> Superman? It's like the Boston Superman. Yeah, it's just like he's like from the fields of Matt, like the farms of Massachusetts yeah. and he moves to the daily planet. Is it like in, instead of growing up in the Midwest, cause they he always... grows up in Boston. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And loses his job as a farmer and has to move to Boston. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Superman grows up there, but I'm not, that. that's not even what I'm saying. So like, I'm saying <laughs> metropolis is like, it's Boston, Boston. Yeah. Like in the way that we turned Chicago, like Gotham was Chicago or Gotham was london right we want metropolis but film it in boston yeah yeah. (laughs) whereas like normally they make it new york basically let's make it boston i say we just make that one and he's he's not from the midwest he's from yeah maybe he's from like new hampshire or something like (laughs) he's still a farm boy then he moves his dad dies he moves but he the big city he moves to maybe he goes to school at harvard he goes (laughs) he, he he goes to, let's just write this movie i mean i feel like matt damon and ben affleck should write no. this movie but oh i thought you were gonna say Matt damon is batman hey no, no 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 they should write it and like whoever like the young who's like the next big up-and-coming boston talent ben affleck. chris evans <laughs> chris evans that's a terrible pick i'm just saying i don't know who i don't know who that is i'm not mark up on, like... Wahlberg. <laughs> exactly we see we both don't know but this is a great idea this is our third pitch okay exactly my, my uh, inspiration for my movie, the first one, for some reason, when I read that log line, this was the mer- first movie that came to my head. I don't even know if you know what this is. Um, it's The Ugly Truth. Do you know the movie? With Gerard Butler. It's He is, I believe, like a super spy. And it's like a rom-com theme behind it. 
So that was my first thought for some reason. My second one is the Born Identity, uh, mostly for how they shoot the action in that. I want this to be a good action movie, but with, you know, stupid stuff going on in the plot. I want some good hand-to-hand stuff here. A little bit Shang-Chi, a little bit Born Identity, not as quick as cuts and Born Identity and stuff, but, you know, good, solid hand-to-hand stuff. Um, and then the last one, it's, it's another inspiration in a different way. I want it to be inspired by The Crow, sort of in the way that it's shot. Um, also a little bit like the Batman and like Dark Rain or whatever, where it's dreary. It looks dark. It's nighttime, pretty much 24-7 here. It's always raining. Uh, the Crow, they always have those cool shadow shots. When we introduce the Mockingjay character, give her like a really cool entrance with the shadow and everything, sort of like a Crow-esque entrance. Um, but yeah, sort of just be shot like that. But bring those together, bring the rom-com, bring the cool action, bring a little bit of the darkness in the way it's shot. I think it, it's it's a cool vibey movie. Obviously, it's ridiculous, and the cast is super fun, and the tone is super fun. But I want it to, to look serious. You know, I was thinking uh, Keanu Reeves, you got to get him in the movie somehow. <laughs> it is a little bit John Wick-esque. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was thinking, I, I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, if you still need a director, the John Wick director, I mean, he's done some good work across those movies so maybe maybe you get the, the stunt chad uh chad uh stalinsky chad uh i haven't seen john Wayne. I, I saw the first one i mean i haven't seen the second two to be fair but he he did the stunts on matrix really loaded he was a second yeah. unit director for not captain america first, civil war the first matrix though, and so. then uh he directed you know john wick and so he's, done a, he's a big stunt guy like he's done a lot of the nice. stunt work okay That'd probably be a good choice. I don't know if you would nail the wrong. He's, and he's back. he's directed the four John Wick movies, so let's just make him stunt coordinator. I like what you're thinking there. Sure, yeah, yeah. Get him involved. I think it could be oh, an inspiration. Yeah. We can get. I think that's, or maybe he kind of. It, I don't know exactly what happened with nobody. I think maybe somebody involved with John Wick produced nobody or helped make that nobody movie. Mm-hmm. So whatever happened there, let's make that happen. I heard that was okay. Yeah. Did you see that movie? I wasn't as high as, as other people was. It was kind of like lame, lame John Wick to me. So <laughs> and there wasn't a ton of emotional I weight. think they and actually got pretty good reviews, didn't it? No, yeah, yeah. Like uh I know people that really enjoyed it. Um and I've heard great things. Just you know, not maybe I watched it at a bad time. He just gets the absolute I mean, Saul, I seen it. Saul Goodman gets the shit beat out of him is essentially what happens. We're like, the thing is like in John Wick, I know you've only seen the first one, but mm-hmm. it's him getting the crap beat out of him for like, you know, yeah. two hours straight. Yeah. But he's also kicking ass. He's I didn't really feel everybody. Yeah. I didn't feel like Bob Odenkirk was really like kicking ass in the way that like Keanu Reeves was. He was just getting his ass kicked. He was just getting his ass kicked. Yeah. But he could take, <laughs> he could take a punch. Fair enough. Man. Like there were some cool action sequences, but it like really didn't seem like he was doing a lot. And then um one of oh, the Wu Tang clan members is in that movie. Oh really? Kind of shows up. I don't know which one. I will look it up. I could I could not tell you. The Rizza. Okay. So good he's good man. in it. I do like him in it, but it was a strange, <laughs> strange moment he just was in the movie. Shout out that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, shout out Rizza. Anything else you want to share about this film? <laughs> You know, it, it, to wrap it up, I think this is a hell of a movie, honestly. I couldn't be prouder. I think I have actually really good cast. I think that's, obviously, we are pretty good casting directors, I think. We both have pretty solid cast here. The plot for me is obviously the glaring issue. I'm not much of a writer, if I should say so myself. And um, it sort of just became, as I went along, more and more of a movie 
that I think I would enjoy, but maybe not others would enjoy. So bringing together like comic books, buy stuff, that's just stuff like I, you know, enjoy watching. But like I said, the cast is good, I think. And I, I think I picked a really good director. So I, I'm happy with it for, for being 10 minutes. Uh, probably couldn't have done much better. So I'll take it. Let's move on to We Have a Podgorism. Season three, season three. Just as a reminder, uh, the way this works is we have the blockbuster movie card game. We draw a random movie every episode. It's got to be different. Sometimes we get some redraws, but then we get 30 seconds and we just have to talk about it. So our movie's going to be Borat. Cody, take it away. 30 seconds. What are your thoughts on Borat? Very nice. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) Sasha Baron Cohen and Borat comedy classic i think uh actually pretty good stuff the first one i like a lot i actually did not catch a sequel so that's definitely on my list i do want to watch it but the first one it's just ridiculously funny everything sasha does with that character it's perfect perfect casting perfect i mean it's not even really writing most of it's just like improv stuff which is even funnier but um yeah yeah classic story idiot comes to america you know idiots be idiots but it's the best of that genre so can't really complain a lot of iconic stuff I like going first, you get the the virtue of taking the very nice and not making nice. it out. So, yeah, uh, me too. Very nice. You know, <laughs> I agree with you. I actually watched Borat for the first time last year when the second movie came out. Um, okay. And it it actually still like I think it does hold up. Like even though in like an age of, like I think it's just on the right line and like of who Sasha Baron Cohen is and like what he stands for and like I, I think it plays well. Um, there's some stuff that isn't great, but like, right, you know. It, it's Borat, it's whatever, it's, it's dumb, it's supposed to be that way. Uh, nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, which is pretty crazy. Uh, oh, you're talking about writing. Um, but yeah, fun film if you haven't checked it out. Subsequent movie film, I watched about three-fourths of, and then I've also seen the, the final scene. So. <laughs> Good name, though. Fantastic name. Both yeah. of them have, because Borat's real name is also very long. Right. Some Cultural lear- learnings of America for making of something movie film or something yeah <laughs> make benefit glorious nation of kazakhstan kazakhstan yeah. that was a great title to be fair tough on this tough on the nation of kazakhstan they're not they're not big fans of recommendations what have been in i drink your milkshake I drink it up! Dude, it's actually been a while since we've done this because for our last episode, we didn't have that. Uh, let's get the big one out of the way, Cody. Survivor. We haven't talked about it for the past Survivor, two yeah. weeks. So we missed a couple weeks. So yeah. the first week, uh, Drea got blindsided in a massive move from Omer. Uh, and, and once again, you probably should not tell anybody you have the, the knowledge is power advantage. Probably not, because, I mean, it was in two seasons, both of it, both times backfired big time. But, uh, yeah, Dre went home. That was that was big. I mean, she was a player. She had an idol. She had an extra vote. Send her pack, and she was about to get another idol, too. So, probably a good move by Omer. Tough thing is, when she was going out, she's like, you know, Omer did this. So, probably going to put a massive tiger on his back, to be fair. And it did. He went home this week. But not the way I thought he would. It, it was a massive move from Marianne, which I love. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, I don't – I think Mike and uh, – what's his name? 
we're being idiots. Like, why were they, like Marianne was making a lot of sense to me. Like, yeah, they I, just, I don't they know why they were play. they were so like freaked out. Yeah, I I think what they were trying to say is, we know that they have an idol between them, so we might as well just do the safe vote and vote out Romeo. But at the same time, like that's a massive move. He's not going to see it coming, and like he could win immunity. So. You you mean if you have a shot on somebody who's who might win the game at the final six, you should probably take it and not wait till the final five where there's idols everywhere. But yeah, I do agree with that. I mean, Jonathan, I think he's got about zero percent chance of winning, which is pretty crazy looking back at his his edit um, pre merge. I think Mike. If he, I mean, if he wins immunity here, though. Yeah, but he's not going to win in the end. It, any sort of combination because either Mike or Marianne is going to the the final three because they both have idols so they're both in the final five and either one could easily beat him in, in final tribal i think i think Lindsay could beat him pretty easily too but i think she might lose in fire making based off her edit but uh yeah my prediction we've been doing predictions a little bit i got i got marianne winning the season i'm fucking all in i don't give a shit hey man, it, it might- i texted it as soon as she started it wasn't even it was when she did well uh in the challenge and yeah. then I texted you and I was like, she started talking and doing some strategy. And I was like, dude, I think Marianne might win this. And then tribal happened where she, I, I, I don't even, I just wasn't even doing the math, but I was like, oh yeah, she literally just needed Romeo. Like, yeah, they split it. And then she's her extra vote to yeah. take out Omer. But yeah, I mean, heck of a move, big time flashy move. And she's in the final four already. So she can make fire. She's probably good. But I mean, what a cool story from Marianne. Like, such a, a fun character off the bat. You think she's going to be one of the goofy ones, like voted out first. She actually turns into a massive player. So I love that. I'm rooting for her. But I'd like to see. Uh, I, I like Lindsay. I like Mike. I like Romeo. You know, Jonathan's whatever. But I think it's a good cast. And that's really yeah, true. Yeah. So actually, not a terrible season of Survivor. Who fucking knew, dude? I, it was Let's the same shit as last season, dude. The pre-merge is whatever, but it kind of works in that merge scenario when you have three different tribes all merging at once in completely different places. It kind of works. So I don't hate the new seasons. I like the original format, 39 days, whatever. But the, the merges have actually been very good. And when you have like that many good players in like the final eight or final seven, it is going to make it more interesting. So the end game seems to be good in this format. The first like five episodes seems to be, you know, not the best, but I'm not complaining. The past two episodes were actually very good, I thought. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Uh, definitely a few different people that all could have a chance to win. So I think there's two that probably couldn't, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mike's got a chance, but um, no, I'm saying Ro- I don't think Romeo. Oh, or Romeo. Jonathan yeah, that's true. Romeo probably regardless will get um, not too many votes. But uh, I do have some other wrecks. Uh, Real quick, something that we also yeah. didn't get a chance to talk about. Moon Knight has ended. I didn't watch, I didn't watch the finale. That's what I was going to say next. <laughs> oh, my. You still haven't seen it? I haven't seen the finale. Uh, I don't know. The show's kind of fallen. The, the episode before that where they were trying to boat, like, it was the psychological stuff. I don't know. Kind of lost me. I've been busy this week watching How I Met Your Mother. But uh, I got you up to Moon Knight. Probably, I'll probably bring it up if I if it's any good. Um, I'm sure you have a bunch of thoughts on it too, so that's kind of tough. But <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't have a ton of thoughts. It's okay. okay. It's not. 
I think it's better than the previous few episodes. For okay. The second that. And then also, I think um, the Thor trailer came out. We haven't talked about that, have we? No, we haven't talked about it. That came out that. a while ago. But... Yeah, that was like last week. But what do you think about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, Thor. Dude, did a new trailer come out? Because this trailer came out a while ago, I feel like. Did it? It came out like last week. I don't even remember the trailer. It was so long ago. All right, boo, I'll talk about it. I thought it was a fun trailer. It looks like, um, what's the guy's name? I don't remember his name. Uh, from Gladiator. Russell Crowe is playing Zeus, I believe, which is fun. And uh, we got a good look at Natalie Portman. She's looking buff, so I respect the hell out of that. April but, uh, 18th, want... one month ago. Well, we never talked about it. I'm just bringing it up. I don't fucking care. Uh... No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So Natalie Portman's buff. True. But we haven't seen Christian Bale yet, which is tough. My other recs are just stuff that's upcoming. Stranger Things 4, May 27th. Fuck it. Dude, this they keep releasing like more and more details. Two of the last three episodes are two hours long. There's multiple movies in this season, and it's it's only like volume one. There's still a whole other season, I believe. So this is wacky. I am well, there's hyped. another part. So right, I was under the impression that they're releasing the first half of season whatever this is. Or am so I this wrong? is the last season. I thought they're doing season five. Or is this season four and then they're doing... Because they're doing two parts for this season, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so they're releasing... Ours, what, anyways, they're releasing what they're releasing at the end of May is only half of the full thing. They're releasing right. more in, like, July 1st or something. So this is the last season, technically, though. I think... I don't know. We'll have to look at that. <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs> We're really informed. <laughs> May 27th is a massive it, day. Though. Five seasons, five seasons. Okay, I told you. So, like, that gets released May 27th, and Obi-Wan gets released on May 27th. So, definitely a cool time for TV. Um, and actually, I'm, I think I'm going to binge watch all the Star Wars shows before Obi-Wan if I can. I know it's not, it's like, eh, it's a week from tomorrow, isn't it? Eh, I might not get through it all. I'm going to binge watch the Mando and try to get through the other ones, too. We'll see. I mean, you just gotta uh, watch Boba Fett. You don't have to watch anything else. Yeah, I know, but unless you want to watch all of the Clone Wars, <laughs> well, I've seen and Rebels. Stuff. I've seen most Clone Wars, but um, yeah. And then the other thing, you probably didn't see this: the um, Umbrella Academy season three. They dropped a trailer actually. Um, it looks pretty good. Uh, I mean, in general, obviously the whole cast is coming back, and then there's a little, there's a new team. The sparrow team or whatever. They look interesting. One of them's like a, literally just a, a, a block or a cube. So that's really funny. I guess another one controlled birds, which is really funny too. But I mean, it looks good. I, I'm jacked for it. I would assume it, it might be the last season. Um, just because I don't know how big the following is. And I don't know if there's any more subsequent books that they've made. But looks like I'm jacked for it. I think it comes out in a couple months. So definitely gonna be talking about that when it comes out too. Yeah, I think I saw like a, a photo or something where they kind of did like the Elliot Page announcement thing or yeah, basically where, it, the, where they said that the character would be transitioning as well or yeah, transition. I believe it was, um, oh, what's her name? It's like, it's like Vadia or something like that. That's not it. But I think they changed it to like uh, Victor. Yeah, 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 I think I saw that. So that's cool. Yeah. For me, not 
I've, I've been in the movie watching a little bit, so <laughs> I rewatched the Batman. Uh, yeah, it's still good. It's a little, <laughs> it's long. That's what the yeah. third act is sluggish is a little bit. It's a little long. Uh, but we did a whole episode on it, so listen to that if you want to hear my opinion. <laughs> uh, Looper as well, another classic. I really like that movie. I, I like think Looper's movie. very good, actually. Yeah. That's Ryan uh, John's best, honestly. Yeah, uh, Emily, uh, uh, Knives, I think Knives Out might be a perfect film, so yeah, other than Daniel Craig. It, it's tough. Um, also, Stand By Me for the first time. That's pretty solid, pretty solid flick. Uh, okay. Top Gun Maverick is coming out, so you yeah. know what? I watched Top Gun for the first Did time. You? I've never seen it. Um, man, they don't make like war propaganda like they used to. That's all I'll say. <laughs> good soundtrack. It's a different time. It's a better time, <laughs> dude. The soundtrack of that is is Fire. very good. Fire. Um, now I said now all we get are just like superhero movies and then like whatever day Mark Wahlberg is saving. It's like the only two films we get these days. We don't get. The, the the in terms of war propaganda in terms of american imperialist right. propaganda that's all we get mark Wahlberg shout out <laughs> mark Wahlberg films and in, in mcu films that's all that's all we've got for propaganda <laughs> these days um and then airheads which is this like brendan fraser film shout out brendan fraser uh you know who else is in it cody i don't think i've ever even heard of this movie adam sandler <laughs> you know you know who else is in it David Spade. Steve Buscemi. It's Adam Sandler. Here's your three casts. Frazier, Buscemi, Sandler. Also, Joe Mantenega. Chris Farley shows up. Um, David Arquette. It's just this, like, weird screwball comedy kind of thing where the three of them hold up, like, a radio station to get their, like, rock band's music played. And it's pretty decent. And you can check it out um, on some streaming service because that's where I watched it with Mina, so... I think we got two two great films coming here from Cap Studios, maybe releasing in probably definitely this is, these are some January releases. <laughs> these are not at the end of the year. So maybe next January, January 2023. Uh, no chance. These movies will be coming out. <laughs> you know what the, the thing is? We could, I mean, we could just make these movies, Cody. We could write them. We sure. could cast them with not these people, but we could make them. But we probably won't because I we hate writing. We probably wouldn't get the big releases that we wanted either. They'd no, probably go true. straight, straight to, to Apple. streaming. Plus for sure. But you could log in on Letterboxd, which is a reminder. I did make a film. Yeah. Contactless. Go check it go, out. Go check it out. Actually, on my Instagram, stuff. YouTube, uh, as vocal productions, or you just search contactless parentheses short film. And you could log in on Letterboxd. So yeah, Letterboxd as well. Go check out my review too. Good stuff. Yeah, there's some good reviews. There's some fun reviews. Give it a review. You don't have to give it a high rating, but people seem to. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I've heard the only person who's giving me a bad review is oh. guest of the show, Colton Boren. So <laughs> no, so, I'm kidding. All love to Colton. It was Colton not a bad review. Honest, baby. Colton, hey, Colton was the only person to give me some like real criticism and feedback. So I appreciate that. I shout he out got, to the guy. He knows what he's talking about. Are you good? Well, <laughs> uh, hey, May Mania is still going on. Let us it know is. if you want to be on the show. If you made it this far in the episode. Yeah. Props to you. Just I tell would, us and you're automatically, you get time. to be on the next one of the next episodes honestly yeah if if you are still listening to this like just text us right now be like i'm still listening be like okay you're on the next episode yeah because that's absolutely and when nobody's on the next episode just know nobody (laughs) listened so nobody Nobody got this part (laughs) i'll tell you what man this this is actually a lot of fun and uh we'll we'll probably do this again i'm down 
I think to do this with a guest would be a lot of fun too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I know some. We know some people. I mean, I'm we graduated film school, so we got some friends. But um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, Mania, we're popping off. I think right now we keep pumping stuff out for you guys. If you have any suggestions of anything, um, or obviously if you want to come on, dude, just let us know. It's so easy to get on the show. It really is. But uh, yeah, and we got a couple, couple pretty big ideas. And yeah. you know, it's we're doing stuff like this where it's kind of we come up with it the week of, and we we just we kind of wing it a little bit, and we make it happen, and we mm-hmm. something fun turns out, and we have stuff like like we did last Monday, uh, which was a yeah. a fun episode where we kind of plan it for a while, and we go, so there's some stuff we've been planning. Uh, I'm excited to make it happen, and excited for you guys to hear it. Follow us at Cap Podcast, and uh, we'll say goodbye. Peace. Thank you, Captain. Peace. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.